listening to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Now, here's that blind guy himself, Stephen. There is nothing wrong with your podcasting device. Do not attempt to adjust the sound. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we want to make it softer, we will tune it to a whisper. We will control the content entering your ears from a pin drop to a roar. For this entire podcast, we are in control. Sit quietly and we will control all you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your podcasting device. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to... Welcome to Blind Guy Talks Tech, a weekend edition special hosted by that blind girl herself, Sally Clay. Everybody, it's blind girl herself, Salwa, Sally Clay. Um, I'm here to tell you some very important information. Whilst Stephen and his cohort are abroad, I've decided to hijack the mic. And um, yes, well, it's come to my attention from um, some very <clears throat> important people who have told me, influential people, who've told me that um, there are a few untruths being peddled on this podcast regarding the Mac and some hotkeys and various other things. And with me to discuss this uh, is the authorite, the illustrious beep, insert expletive of your choice here, Kayaka. Hello. Hello, Sally. How are you? And and I wouldn't say that there's been misinformation. It's just one of those things that there's so many ways to do things on the Mac that sometimes uh, even some simple things that we think should work get slipped by our expertise and uh, we're just not aware of them. So um, on the great Mac debate uh, second episode, I was part of the first one, I did notice a few misleading information that went by that, that, that uh, I thought would be worth correcting um, because they're really obscure, but they're power user stuff. Uh, and it's stuff that people care about clearly because they were complaining about it on the, the last episode. Well, yeah. And you say that it's a power user thing, but actually I found it incredibly useful and Everyone knows what anyone that's been listening to this podcast at all knows that I'm quite new to the Mac. And I still feel like actually some of these things have been really helpful in um, my journey as well. So, yeah, do elaborate. Okay, so... So the first um, gripe that I heard on the the episode was that people were complaining about the the read text, you know, read from the start of document f- as well as read from uh, current position. Now, as you brilliantly pointed out, is uh, that thank if, you you. Have, if you have a trackpad, <laughs> the, the iPhone gestures still work on the Mac. So the two fingers swipe up reads from the start of the document, and two finger swipes down, uh, reads from the current position. And people were complaining that there was no keyboard equivalent, but there actually is, but it's very Yay. obscure. It, well, it's very obscure and it's context-based. So let me explain uh, how, it exa- how it exactly works. So you can read from the current voiceover cursor position to the end of the document as well as read from the beginning of the document. And unfortunately, those keyboard shortcuts are exactly the same. It's the VOA key, but it's mm-hmm. context sensitive. So let me give you the example. If you're in a web page and you're navigating from the toolbar to the, say the web content area, you know that 
where it says web content yep. area for the, yep. the for the current page. If you do VOA at that point, it'll read the entire document. Yeah. Okay. okay. Because you're kind so, of at the top of it. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. your voiceover cursor is the entire web content area. Mm -hmm. Now, if you interact with the web content area and use your voiceover cursor around there and navigate, you know, to an item midway through the document and do VOA, it starts reading from that voiceover cursor position to the end of the document. It will not jump back to the beginning. Right. Okay. So, um, just yep. a, an interesting question, actually, is if you come out of that area, say, for example, you go and do something else and you come back into Safari, will it then keep your position or would you have to then do the whole thing again? Yeah, you'll have to navigate. It's, it's wherever the voiceover cursor is. So if you Mm -hmm. move your voiceover cursor out of that content area and navigate someplace else and probably go back. VOA will probably read the entire document. Yes, yeah, so you'll need to interact, re-interact yep. with the web area. Right. Now that's yep. on a static web content area. It's here, And here's the confusion when you're, say, doing it in an editable area like a mail message. So pretend you're in a mail message now. The same rules apply. However, it's from the V over cursor and not the insertion point. So that's where most of the confusion comes in. So if you're in a mail message and you're composing a mail message, often the V over the VO cursor is selected for the entire content area of the edit field. But if you were to interact with that and you know navigate by paragraph or, or line or by word and actually navigate the cursor to the to where the insertion point is, then the VOA will read from that point within the document to to the end. So that's so a, what essentially little... you're saying is that you're, when you interact with it, that you kind of, you're then in control of the VO cursor, but until that yes. point, you aren't. Yes. And what happens is, is that since it's not from the insertion point, unless you're really tracking the VO cursor to go to the insertion point, which I think is in voiceover accessibility preferences, I'm really not sure because I don't have that necessarily set. Um, so if you're navigating with the arrow keys and just sort of mucking around, your voiceover cursor might not change. So that's where the confusion goes. So when you do the VOA, it jumps back to the beginning of the document because that's what's in focus with the voiceover cursor. But, Excellent. Uh, you, yes. So you Banishment of fake news item number one. Done. Yes. Yes. Now. <laughs> There was one other option. Uh, Robin, I believe, had some issues with um, contextual menus. Um, mm -hmm. And I wasn't really sure what he was asking, but I'll, I'll try to run through real quick the the three different techniques you have for, for accessing menus that are embedded in items. He was correct in saying that you've got, you know, your VO shift M brings up a contextual menu on things. There's also the VO command space, which yeah, brings up an action menu on things. And those two things do an awful lot of stuff. Usually you can get most of the stuff that you want through that. Um, VO command space was relatively new in voiceover. Um, not a lot of people, most people remember the VO shift M, but the VO command space, I, I sometimes forget about that one. That's kind of how you get to that, the um, notification manager actions and stuff like that. It's sort of a carryover from the actions menu on the, on the voiceover. Is it, is it a bit rotor. like akin to a sort of a shift F10 in Windows, like a right click, something like that? Oh beats the hell out of me of what it would be. I, I would think that the right click was more like the, the VO shift M, the contextual menu, but right. who knows? Okay. Yeah. 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 But anyway, those okay. are the two things. But there is a very obscure feature in some applications. Uh, and I'll use the Finder for example. So if you go to the Finder and you go to the file menu, and let's pretend you have um, an MP3 file selected on the Finder and you go to the file menu, there's a menu item that says open with in submenu, yep. okay? Mm -hmm. And usually it'll come up with 
uh, music is the first item listed, and it might say QuickTime Player, or um, you know, if you have a software editor, yeah, it gives you a list yeah. of all the all the things that can open that thing. And usually, the default is music because it wants you to do everything in in music. Yes, and that's um, the bugbear of my life at the moment. It's yes, so yes, yes, yes. You keep okay. opening music, and then if you put a right arrow, it skips to the next track, and it's so irritating. Okay, yes, well, that here, here's here's the little trick to access some of the hidden features in in the menus. So, to get to the menu bar, right, you do your your vom to get to the menu bar. You navigate with the arrows to the file menu. You interact with the file menu and it expands, and you can navigate down to the uh, open with option. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if you were to hold down while the VOR cursors were on the open with option and hold down the option key, voiceover will suddenly change and say, always open with. Because when you depress the option key, if you were a sighted user, you could do that. It would get an alternate menu item for that open with. And that will change the document that you launch all mp3 files so not just one so always open mp3 files with you know quicktime player or whatever app you choose from mm-hmm. that sub menu so it's essentially so, change the association yes, between yes. those the the item that yes. you want to open and or the file type and the application yes. you're using to open it yes and that's um so so that's the way so if there is a, a hidden modifier function for a particular item if voiceover is on that cursor and you depress that modifier it will um, read the alternate command that that item will uh, execute. And I will say, though, um, because I've, I've done this as a developer myself, this has to be coded properly in the application itself, unfortunately. So all Apple apps that have these hidden functionalities will work, but I can imagine several cases where third-party apps do not code this properly for accessibility so there might be an inaccessibility issue but i assure you that all apple apps um should work properly and the finder is the perfect example you can see that in in its use so that's the way to get to the hidden um, modifier action for different objects another silly question it may not be a silly question but anyway you can decide um where say for example you're using a command Space command controls was it command control option whatever uh, command vo space thank you command space yeah yeah so can will that function the same way you were talking about the file menu and then you have to go down to open and associate with bloody blah, blah, blah are you able to then use uh, command vo space and then does that function the same way and then you can use the option key because that op- that also brings up those options too for example open you know open this with mm. I'm not 100% sure. I haven't tried that. I don't think it will. I think the actions menu uh, is specific for sort of the parallel for the um, for the actions rotor. Um, oh, okay. But, I'm going to try but that. But that's a see. good question. It's worth it's worth testing out. It's worth testing out. I I'm not 100% sure on that. So okay. I can't 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 answer that one. So oh, try so it. And see if it works. Good. It is. See, that's <laughs> one of those things we don't know everything. There's so many different ways to do it. Yep. And. Um, yeah, but those are those are two things that I heard that people were really complaining about. That uh, are there are solutions out there, but uh, you just yep. need the right resource to find them, and that's hard. And I, I could probably uh, I can probably encourage some two links to some Apple support articles that outline those two commands in greater detail in in the in the show notes. We can put those in the show notes so that make yep. sure that everyone has access to them. Well, Stephen will have to, or whoever is our secret elf. Yeah, well, we have a secret elf because Stephen doesn't actually know we've done this yet. Yes, yeah. So we haven't told him. I just, well, I don't know who came up with the idea. Was it me or was it you? 
I think you have the devilish, the devilish thing. And, and see, see, Stephen, <laughs> this is what happens when your, you know, your password for your accounts is simply password one, two, three. I, I always stress the importance of high security passwords and, and not using the same password all over the place. Oh, sorry, I'm falling asleep now. Is it time to go right. yet? It is. I think that's all I've got for <laughs> you today. Any, oh, well, thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. And um, I'm sure lots of people will be very very pleased including me so thanks ever so much and uh, we hope to catch you on here not too soon i hope but you'll be beavering away at audio pizza and, yes uh, on occasion on occasion well, well you better get some more got, out there come on well we've got <laughs> wwc coming up next week so um that'll keep me busy all week excellent fantastic well thanks ever so much for coming in and uh, speak to you soon thanks sal bye bye